sigh it out. <sighs> Health and wellness, tarot cards, sexuality, some spiritual shit, and anything you want to talk about. I'm Exotic Priestess, and I invite you to the Exotic Priestess podcast where we discuss a variety of juicy topics. So please sit back, relax, sip some water or wine, puff your vape, take some CBD oil, or just simply enjoy the sweet aromas of essential oils. This is an exotic chill session. Hello, my loves. Um, This is Exotic Priestess, and welcome to the Exotic Priestess podcast. Um, This is actually a continuation or part two of the last podcast that I've made um, called Major or Minor Arcana Identity. And in my last episode, I was um, talking about the experiences that I went through in reference to um, how I identify as um, the Empress card in tarot and the Death card. And I never mentioned, I didn't get a chance to mention my third card, which is the High Priestess. (laughs) Um, First and foremost, I want to just start off by saying um, with those three cards that I chose for myself and that I identify as I feel like personally um it is a a uh I want to say a process like I went from being the empress to uh went from you know being the empress evolving into the empress to embodying the death card um and embracing my scorpionic nature of being a part of death and rebirth to coming into becoming, uh, I mean, to becoming the high priestess. So let me sip some of my coffee real quick. (laughs) If you got anything um, that you want to have with you, wine, coffee, your vape, your CBD oil, whatever, you know, bring it along. So let's go ahead and begin. So the high priestess, (laughs) I can honestly say that I identify as the high priestess because the high priestess to me is the, is who I want to eventually become in terms of um, wanting, wanting to embody in my life and in my life path and in my purpose on this earth. That's all simple as that. Um, and the thing is, when it comes to identifying your major or minor arcana, you know, you want to kind of send that vibrational message out to spirit, to the universe, so that if you ever get a reading or if you ever do readings on yourself or if you, um, and this is just mainly to the tarot card readers and things like that right now. Um, So that spirit can know that when you do readings on yourself, um, you know, the card will pop out, you know, spirit will let you know what process you are in life when, you know, you uh, wherever you are. 
And the thing is, lately, when I've been doing readings on myself, I've been getting, um, of course, I've been getting a lot of the death card being a Scorpio, but I haven't been really getting the Empress card as much because I know for a fact that I need to evolve some more. I need to evolve. I need to continue to evolve. Um, not saying that I didn't evolve from where I used to be, but I definitely need to continue to evolve. And so with the high priestess, um, you know, my whole spiritual journey started before I started teaching yoga, believe it or not. Um, I actually got into yoga and I know this sounds cliche. It's like, oh, she's about to talk about yoga. No, seriously, this is this is real. This is real shit. I actually started getting into yoga back in, I want to say, ooh, back in 2013. Back in 2013. And at that time, I actually was into um, getting into pole fitness. Like I had a pole in my apartment that me and my roommate would uh get on and just practice on and the thing is I was really I was die hard like in terms of learning how to pole dance so coming from that I really just decided I wanted to get more into yoga and that actually started when I was um during my undergrad years in college um there was a class that I was taking and in one of these courses, we were required to um, participate in a class at our um, on-campus gym. So I was like, okay, I'm not going to be like everybody else. I don't want to participate in basketball or volleyball or anything like that. You know, um, I think I want to try yoga. You know, yo and the thing is it's it was so weird how it came about. No, no, no. It was actually in my stress management class. Excuse me, thank you. I'm glad I remember that. It was in a class that I was taking in stress management where they taught you a bunch of different stress management techniques, um, including Tai Chi, um, progressive muscular relaxation, yoga, meditation, um, things like that. So I decided to take a yoga class. I Mind you, I have never taken a yoga class before this. This was back in 2013. And when I went to that class, you know, I was already a runner at the time. I was actually very physically fit. I used to run laps, run circles. I was lifting weights and I was actually a pretty fit, you know, pretty fit. Not necessarily like muscular, but I was fit. So I went into the class thinking, <laughs> I was like, I'm going to kill this. This is easy. Like yoga, it's, it's nothing but organized stretching. <laughs> Sorry, I took a sip of my coffee. You guys, if you hear me pause, it's just me drinking my coffee or puffing my CBD oil. But anyway, so when I got into the class, I... <laughs> I'm going to tell you this, that was one of the most physically challenging classes that I have ever been to in my entire life at that time. I had zero flexibility and it was so weird because I was so flexible when I was younger, 
But at the time, I think I was like 20, I don't know, I think I was in my early 20s, but I had zero flexibility. I could not keep up. There were certain, there were women in there that were doing poses where they could just wrap their leg around their head. Like I was like, holy shit. But thank God that the yoga teacher was very competent in teaching because she gave us options of uh, modifications on doing these yoga poses. So, you know, after doing the class, you know, at the end of the class, I noticed that everyone started laying on their mats, flat on their back, closing their eyes, and they turned the lights off. And then she said, the teacher said, Shavasana. And when she said that, that's when all, everybody collectively closed their eyes and took, and everyone just kind of exhaled. And I was like, what are we doing? What, 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 are we, what is this, a nap? You know, and she came up to me. She was like, no, this is Shavasana. This means, it's just, it's corpse pose. It means at the end of a yoga section, you lay down on your mat, close your eyes, and just slow your breathing down. And I was like, okay, great. How long does this last? And she was like, it, it, it lasts about five minutes. Just, you know, just lay down. And, and I did. I listened to the yoga teacher. And I tell you one thing. That right there... Shavasana is what made me fell in love with yoga. So um, fast forwarding, I, uh, throughout grad school, I started practicing yoga more, getting more into like the techniques of the asanas, the poses, and um, decided to take a home study course on teaching yoga, becoming a yoga teacher. And once I got pretty good at teaching and um, performing the poses. I worked as a yoga teacher for our local gym um, in, in where I was living, where I was going to college at. So I worked as a yoga teacher, and this this is years that passed. This isn't just like, okay, yoga, I, I took a yoga class and then I just went on straight. No, this was years that passed. Like this took practice and this took dedication to the practice. So, um, after that, you know, I graduated with my master's degree and I got into um, working, you know, I left, I kind of left the yoga teaching and I got into, you know, my degree work where I worked in healthcare administration. And as I was working these jobs, I kind of realized how, you know, unhappy I was without practicing yoga because at that moment not now but at that moment that was where my spiritual practice kind of um ignited was in yoga because I didn't know anything about tarot I didn't know anything about kundalini I didn't know anything about toxic masculinity and toxic femininity I didn't know anything about divine counterparts I didn't know anything about soulmates and uh, twin flames and numerology. I had no idea about any of that at the time. Yoga was my spiritual practice at that time. So it was kind of taking a toll on me. And I was like, okay, well, I don't have to teach yoga to be, you know, to, to you know, I don't have to be a yoga teacher um, to, um, 
you know, get into yoga. I guess that's what I was trying to say. I can just practice at home and allow that to be my spiritual practice. Okay. So <laughs> moving forward, I practice more yoga at home. Um, I started an Instagram page where I did a whole bunch of yoga poses. Let me pause for a moment. Drink. I have no creamer in that coffee, y'all. But anyway, um, so yeah, I, I got into, you know, yoga at home. And then afterwards, um, you know, life was looking really good. You know, at that time, I thought that was spiritual awakening. I thought like spiritual, I, at the time, I thought spiritual awakening was um, just your life just going perfect like nothing wrong you know things good things that keep happening and you just floating on cloud nine bitch no that is not spiritual awakening i'm sorry spiritual awakening requires you to go through some shit right so i thought that was my spiritual awakening and um as i kept practicing yoga i kept getting better jobs you know my job like my job market, the, me ser searching for jobs, my words are going together, you guys, I'm sorry. Me trying to find like good jobs, like it kept coming. Like I was getting the best luck in the world with finding like better jobs. And, and, and it was just like, great. I felt like I was just moving up the career ladder. And I was just like, this is just perfection. Like things are growing great. Now, moving from that I actually, you know, coming from that was one of my first experiences that I had in reference to my spiritual awakening. Okay. So after I um, started climbing up the career ladder, I didn't think that anything was going to occurred to me because you know you be so focused on the good things happening in life you forget that you um will undergo negative and unfortunate events and just as i was getting like heightened and hype about like how my life was going i endured an experience where i lost my sister i have a sister who died to cancer in 2016, 2016. And coming from that, that's when my entire life turned upside down. I stopped practicing yoga. I went into a deep, dark depression my wife was literally telling me that when my sister died it was like I died because I was a totally different person I didn't want to sleep in the bedroom with her it was just depression and this actually went on for about a good for about a good year and then after that, my job that I was working in started to take a toll on me because it was a lot of power struggle 
within the workplace. It was a lot of um, just drama within the workplace between leadership and subordinates and subordinates and subordinates and leadership and leadership. It was just a lot of drama. And it was literally taking a toll on me. And then we went, me and my wife went from having one car, I mean, two cars to one car. And it was just like, okay, you know, like God completely, spirit, spirit, God completely forgot about me. Like God was like, okay. (laughs) And that's how I felt at the time. So it took so much in me to get back into that positive feeling in life again. And then it's like when I was going through that, I had to come to a realization. Holy shit. Is this, you know, is this my spiritual awakening? Is this what I need to go through to evolve? Oh, my God. Death and rebirth, right? This shit sucks. So (laughs) this shit is not fun. Like, I don't know if I want to be a spiritual person anymore. Like, I don't know if I want to go. I think, I mean, we are all spiritual beings living a human experience. But I don't think I want to like, at that time, I was like, I don't know if I want to get into the spiritual shit. I don't know if I want to do this. Like, I don't know. So after that, I decided to get back up and to um, leave the job, the toxic job that I was in, and to go into a new job that was so much better. It was such a great job. It was literally perfect. It was it was um, working in healthcare administration, but it was also working in the clinical sector, which I had experience in. Let me pause. Excuse me. So, <laughs> so after um, I got into this new job, I it it came across my mind again that you know I actually want to teach yoga. Like I actually want to get into a yoga studio and teach yoga because that's where my spiritual practice was. That's where I felt my comfort. That's where like when I was um, every time I went through something. I would go on my mat. Every time I felt like I needed to cry, I would go on my mat and practice um, yoga asana. Every time I would get into a disagreement or I would feel some type of way about myself or feel some kind of depression, I would go on my mat. And I'm not trying to say that my mat was my medicine, but it was something to help me cope. So I got into a yoga teacher training, um, a local yoga teacher teaching training at a local yoga studio. And during that process, I met so many wonderful women and men who I'm still friends with today. Um, Two of them, I call them my sisters. Um, and, and they're both Leo women. Like, I don't know what it is about me and fire signs as, as a Scorpio, like, or me and Leos in general, like I attract Leos and Leos attract me. I don't know. I love, I love my Leos, but, um, 
yes, I met so many wonderful women. I met um, a great yoga uh, studio owner. And then, but it wasn't just like any experience that I've had. Like during the teacher training, um, our the the our yoga teacher would always tell us that we need to do the work in this yoga teacher training and it it didn't occur to me what type of work she meant i always i just thought she meant like the training work the learning the asana sequence the yoga sequence to teach a class or things like that that's the work that i thought she meant but in reality she meant do the work like the spiritual work, the shadow work, the deep shit, the self-healing, the, you know, because in order to be a great yoga teacher, you need to, you need to be able to handle all kinds of people and their shit (laughs) and their baggage and to be a support for them. And a lot of people think yoga teachers are just physical People and, and it is physical. It's physical, but it's also internal. It's very internal. Like it's not a performance. When you're a yoga teacher, you're not up there performing. You're supporting, and that's what I had to learn. That was one of my work. Uh, one of the things that I had to work on because I was very egotistic when I went into this yoga teacher training. I was like, I already took a yoga home study course. I already knew a lot of the names of the yoga poses. Like I never said it, but I had this in the back of my mind. I was just hot shit. And then when I went in there, she was like, forget what you know, drop what you know, because this is different. And I was like, holy mess. And one of my yoga sisters, who was also my mentor, she still, like I, this is the Leo, one of the Leos I was talking about. She tells me the truth, even if I don't want to hear it. And it's the truth and it's out of love. And she broke my ego like so harshly during one of these, um, one of the days of the training. And I appreciate her till this day for that. And I tell her that and I told her that she's the only person that could literally like tell me about myself without me getting mad. (laughs) She's one of the very few people because I don't take that lightly, I'm just saying. But anyway, moving forward, um, after I became a yoga teacher, um, that's this is when I actually had to relocate with my wife to move to a different city. Um, I had to leave my great, wonderful freaking job. And that was an experience. That was an unpleasant experience because I didn't think I was going to find another job like that. Um, so, but the thing is, this was a blessing in disguise because when we moved, I worked as a yoga teacher for the YMCA, which is a wellness center, which is a local gym. But my yoga classes would literally be centered around my training and would be centered around supporting my yoga students and my, you know, my students in the class and to push them. I was a pusher. I wasn't I wasn't someone who forced you to do something, but I definitely pushed you out of support. Like that, that was me. That's my teaching style. And, um, and I can honestly say that even though every time I would go to a, uh, a yoga class where I would teach there, I would always be nervous every time 
but it's so crazy because at the end of the classes my students will always come up to me and be like your class is amazing when's your next class this is i'm i'm coming you i'm i'm dedicated to you and i actually taught at that place for about a year before um i switched to another job because you know i needed more money but during that year process was when um I actually started practicing, continuing to practice tarot, okay? I actually started doing tarot during my yoga teacher training because one of my mentors literally told me, um, like basically what happened was that she had some cards and she was doing a reading on one of our yoga students. And um, I just was, intrigued for some reason. I was drawn to the cards. I was always drawn to cards when I was younger. But when I saw her, I was just like, okay. You know, I, I walked up to her and I was actually scared to be near her with those cards because even though I was drawn to cards for tarot cards for years, you know, I was frightened out of doing it because in these movies and things like that like in my family they would always say tarot cards are associated with the devil and it just kind of made me lose my taste in in tarot so but anyway I saw these cards during my yoga teacher training and my te my yoga teacher was doing a reading on a student and I walked up to him and I watched and as I she was doing as she picked the cards for her I started looking at the cards and it was weird because I felt like I felt something within me that kind of activated. And um, I started doing slight interpretations of the cards in reference and uh, um, relevance to the, um, the person that she was talking to or doing the reading on. And it was so weird because as I was speaking they st they gave me this look the girl gave me the look the student gave me the look and then my teacher gave me a look and then they were like wow you should definitely get into tarot cards or oracle cards either one of them like have you ever done this before i said no and she was like you should and and even the student who i was um you know you know interpreting the card to you know, and and relevance to her, she was she was telling me she was like, yeah, a lot of the things that you're saying are accurate. Just by and she's like, you got that just from looking at one card. And I said, yeah. And she was like, wow, you should definitely get into tarot, like definitely, no doubt about it. And and it was just weird because I didn't think anything for I didn't. I was like, I'm not no, <laughs> no. <laughs> So, um, you know, I, it, and the thing is, one of my yoga sisters, she was there too. And I guess she heard, I'm not sure, she probably heard um, our yoga teacher say that to me because like the next teacher training day we had, she gave me a gift of my first Oracle deck. And it is actually the Animal Dreaming Oracle, Oracle deck that I use on um my videos and you know for my clients and she said i don't need it anymore it doesn't really resonate with me 
but it seems like it resonated with you. And 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 it was so crazy because when I saw the deck, I immediately got excited and just like held my hand out and got it from her. So that was her gift to me. Um, like, yeah, shout out to Melissa Ricard. That's actually her name. She gave me that deck and I still have it today, like years later. And I use it. But anyways, so um, back to like where I was going with where I moved to when I was saying I moved with my wife and I was teaching yoga during that year where I taught yoga at the YMCA, I actually took that opportunity like that year of not really working a full time job towards my spiritual practice and towards like practicing uh, tarot more towards reading more books on sound healing and sound therapy towards um, reading more about hoodoo and um, Ayurveda and then just like a lot of yoga books and Reiki just all that stuff all that spirit all the spiritual shit and it's crazy because it's like it it gave me that opportunity it gave me that time to actually get into what I really like and what helped me what helps me cope with life and to endure my spiritual journey because everybody has a purpose everybody has a spiritual journey pause for one moment Anyways, so, um, yes, I was practicing my tarot cards. I was practicing and then something just kind of spoke inside me telling me that, you know, you should start doing reading videos on Facebook. And it was and it's and I know that sounds weird, but it was um, it was during a time where I actually stood and not meditated. I wasn't meditating. Sometimes you get a lot of messages from God, from the higher source, from spirit, when you don't be meditating. Sometimes you can just be laying in your bed or you can just be watching TV or reading a book and it just comes across your like everything doesn't always come during like prayer and meditation. Prayer and meditation definitely helps connect to God. Yes. But sometimes when God wants you to do something like right there. He gives you that answer no matter where you are. You can be walking. You can be taking a run. Like people act like you have to be in this meditative state to get like these answers from God. God talks to we all have we I'm going to say this. We all have access to God. I'm sorry. That was my Gemini rising that came out. That that two that was my that was my second twin that came out. My Gemini rising. But we all have access to God. We all have access to God. We all have access to God. Every single one of us, no matter in what way. If God speaks to you through the Bible, that is your access to God. If God speaks through you uh, to you through tarot cards, that is your access to God. If God speaks to you through um, self-help book, self-help books, that is your access to God. If God speaks to you through prayer or meditation, that's your access. God created all these tools, all of these tools, all of them, because the Bible was written by man. 
The Bible was written by a man. I know. Controversial, right? Come at me. I don't care. But um, tarot cards were drawn by people. Whatever. Uh, plants. Sometimes I access God through my plants. When I take care of my plants, I call it plant magic. Uh, I don't call it plant magic, but to me, it's plant magic. When I'm taking care of my plants, I'm talking to my plants and I'm talking to God as I'm taking care of my plants, showing my appreciation to earth that God has created. And sometimes that's how I manifest things into my life by taking care of plants. I know that sounds crazy. It is what it is. Come at me. <laughs> but um, on the series, coming back to um, what I was saying, um, yeah, it gave me an opportunity to practice more, you know, spiritual work and get more knowledge to gain more knowledge, like with different spiritual practices. Because the thing is, you know, having daily rituals do help when it comes to your spiritual practice. Like some people wake up every morning and pray and go to bed and pray every night. I used to pray every night before I go to bed. Um, now my new way of praying is through meditation. Is, you know, I talk to God that way. You know, I light my candle. I light my incense. I burn my Palo Santo and my sta uh, sage to clear the energy, clear, clear all of this negative bad bad vibration that may be around and I close my eyes and I meditate and I listen to music sometimes doing you know sometimes doing yoga asana is my way of con connecting with God because it's showing my appreciation towards my body it's showing my appreciation towards movement and it literally raises my vibration doing yoga raises your vibration that heat that comes in you know, that forms within your body when you're doing yoga or any kind of working out um, raises your vibration. It raises your vibration. And the higher your vibration is, the higher your frequency, the higher the frequency, the more you can communicate with God. God created us to, you know, we're spiritual beings. God created us to access God, to access him or her, whatever you identify God as. And people get so upset when I identify God as a her. And the reason why I identify God as a her is because God is within me and I am female. Not because I don't, not because I'm putting a gender on God, but because God is with me, within me and I am female. God is within you and you are male or female or whatever. God is not a gender. We all know this. But in the Bible, it steadily shows that God is a him or, 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 you know, and that's, that's not the God that I serve. I'm sorry. It's not. God is more power. God is way more powerful than a gender. How dare we put gender on God? To me, putting gender on God makes him more human. And God is not human. God is way more powerful than being a human. Shit, I'm sorry. That It just pisses me off that like people get really upset with me when I say say things like that. Like It, it just makes them cringe. And I'm like, why? You tell me that God has no gender. But anyway, I'm not, that's, a whole nother, that's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> That's a whole nother podcast. But um, 
yeah, high priestess card, <laughs> going back to that. So as I was practicing um, more in my spiritual practice, I actually started, the more I started getting into, you know, being more spiritual and getting more into my light body, the more I started going through, the more I started, hell started coming into my life, the more death and rebirth processes started going into my life, you know, in reference to like my family and, and it was just a lot of just issues that were happening where I had to literally dig deep down in myself to that shadow um, and just face my shadows. And the thing is with me to become that high priestess, you have to be able to face those shadows, that shadow side of you, face the things that you don't want to face that's a part of you or that has happened to you. Um, even if it takes crying, even if it takes purging, like you have to do a lot of purging to get to that high priestess, you know, if you're a female, if you're feminine or that uh, hierophant, if you're male, it's, it's literally things that you have to just kind of go through to just dig in there and to get that gunk out, that shit out. And a lot of us kind of look at these unfortunate things that happen in our life. And they're just like, why did this happen to me? Like, why am I going through this? I know that, you know, th this, this isn't going to make me better. This is going to make me more of a bitter person. Like, this is making me bitter. Like, I hate my life. Like, why did I go through this? What did I do? to go through this. The question you should be asking is that why are you someone that can't go through it? Like why why can't you be going through it? People go through worse shit than you. There are others that go through worse shit than you. What's wrong with you going through a little bit of shit? What's wrong with you going through um this and this person can't? Does it make you less of a person just because it happened to you? Or are you going to learn from it and become a better human being? You know, and it took me going through some shit, y'all. It took me going through some, whew, I'm not even going to get into that. <laughs> but on the serious note, after that, like, I literally was placed um, into a situation where I became humbled as hell. Pause for a moment. Where I had to become, become humble, where pretty much so much was just stripped away from me one by one over, not just over years, but like over the span of like maybe a year. I hated myself. And, and, and I don't mean I hated, I, like I loved myself, but I hated my life. Let me say that. I hated my life. And this was like, you know, within the past couple of years, like I hated my life. I hated the life that I had, you know, being in this location where I am now. I hated it. It was just too much stuff that was going on. Um, and I had to get to the point to where 
I was like, I can't do this. I give up. And sometimes when God hears you say that you give up, you go through more shit after that. A lot of people tell you, oh, when you go to God and say, I give up, I give it all to you. That's when he steps in. Oh, no, God was still stepping back. Like, no, honey, you still got more learning to do. <laughs> you still got more shadow work. You still got more healing. You still got more humbling. You, you like humbling yourself. You got a lot of work because you are going to be fucking great. You know, and and, <laughs> and even I could be coming. I, I could you guys should see me like I would be going to my altar, to my ancestral altar, offering, uh, uh, giving offerings and 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 praying to God, crying to God, crying to God, crying to God, right? And and God would still step back and be like, "Honey, I'm here, but no, you gotta shh, remember this shit that you did back in this time. <laughs> you gotta go through some shit. Remember that you did, or or remember." You know, don't you want to become this thing? Don't you want to become that woman? Don't you want to become this woman? Oh, no, you still got some shit to go through. Okay, Gemini rising, calm down. Go back to the, go, okay. Let me take a deep breath in and sigh it out. But that's what God was saying to me, you guys. God, spirit was saying that to me. So after all of that shit that happened, that I went through and um, from all the crying, from getting, you know, heartbroken and, or just, you know, feelings of being betrayed, like that, that stuff right there led to a light that was within me that wasn't ignited, but it was still there. And I started getting myself back together. I started taking care of my skin more. I started um, drinking green smoothies almost every morning. I would make a green smoothie with kale and a banana and sometimes some avocado with some green machine uh, smoothie mix and uh, sometimes some strawberries. Like I would make a fruit and vegetable smoothie uh broccoli um i would make a fruit and vegetable smoothie in the morning and i would bring myself back to where i was showing god that i wanted to take care of myself again and to put myself first you know you have to put yourself first sometimes because if you don't if you don't fill your cup up People are going to continue taking your cup. Even if it's empty, people are going to try to suck the drops out the bottom of your cup. So as I was coming out of that and filling my cup back up slowly but surely, I started to get back into the work that I enjoy doing. Um, I finally got another job. Um, to where I was making more money. And it also allowed me to have time throughout the day to do my other work, which is my tarot card uh, readings and um, just reading, just gaining knowledge. Like you guys should see my bookshelf. 
if you want to gain some spiritual knowledge, like if you have if you have a book that you want to read, start reading it, add it to um, your book, your book collection and to just build your book collection into you want to have a library of books like I have a whole bookshelf library in my meditation room slash office in here where I'm speaking right now. Knowledge is one of the most powerful things that you can have to help, not just to have for yourself, though. The point of knowledge is to share it. Some people like to gain knowledge to keep it. Like my wife always tells me, like when my wife asks, there are times where my wife would ask me a question or would make a statement and I would give her some knowledge on it from what I know or what I read or what I've learned. And she would always be like, oh, my God, I love your big, beautiful brain. <laughs> she was like, you're so fucking smart. I wish I could just open your brain up and just lick it. And I was like, what? <laughs> she would say some weird shit like that. It would be so crazy. But um, and and the thing is. I'm I don't believe that I'm there yet, but I know that I am evolving into embodying the high priestess. The high priestess tarot card. Um and and the thing is spirit knows that. So that when I do do readings on myself, sometimes spirit takes out, you know, uh the sometimes the, when I'm shuffling my cards and I do a reading on myself, the high priestess comes out and I'm just like, "Oh lord, I must be on the right track." <laughs> I must be on the right track, you know. And um and and it's been it's been really tough. It's been very eye-opening with the stuff that you you know, the stuff that I've learned, the stuff that I want to share with people in terms of, you know, um, spirituality and just spiritual practices. If you want to get into any kind of spiritual practice, you can make anything your spiritual practice. Like I said, my plants, I started collecting plants and I take care of them. Um, I don't do too much of yoga practice at home like I used to I do practice yoga at least four times a week I do at in the afternoons whether it's yin or whether it's a vinyasa flow pause one moment and I'm not saying that your purpose is to be this old-time spiritual guru I'm saying that everybody here does have a purpose. And if it's towards something good, it is spiritual, no matter what it is. If you're into um, dancing, that's spiritual. If you're into um, wanting to help young men, that's spiritual. If you want to be a mentor to young men or young girls, that's spiritual. If you want to start a cookbook, that's spiritual. Anything that any kind of knowledge that you share to the world or to the public that you know will help them, anything that helps people is fucking spiritual. <laughs> 
It's spiritual. Like anything that you're passionate about in terms of helping others, that's spiritual because passion is spiritual. Passion equals spirituality. Is spirit, it, it, it is what it is. Because whatever that is, that, you, that helps you ignite that fire within you. The fire is spiritual. The flame is the spirit waking up. And for the longest, me, I could not find that flame. I was searching all kinds of different, different directions. And I was wondering where my flame was. But, but the thing is that when you finally, when you finally find your flame, when you finally find that thing that ignites that flame within you, it feels so good. It feels great. It feels wonderful. It feels wonderful. And the thing is that sometimes it does take some searching. Like you can't just sit your sit on your ass. You have to search. You have to gain your knowledge. You have to be able to um, understand that sometimes, some sometimes the flame ignites t- uh, when you find something or when God. Uh, releases information to you. It could be something that you never thought about doing. Me, I'm, I was always afraid of talking. And it's so crazy because it started off with me doing tarot videos on Facebook. And I know that a lot of people don't look at those videos. But then there are some few that do. But it doesn't matter. You don't have to have a big audience. Sometimes it takes two or three people to be your supporters to ignite that flame. And sometimes that could be enough. That could be enough. Because God wants you to help others, even if it's just two, one, two, or three people. And it took me so long to realize that. And and I'm not trying to say that tarot is your purpose. I'm I'm not or tarot is your flame. All I'm saying is that for me to evolve into the high priestess that I want to be and to help others I have to be a support as well as that act, you know, as well as that person that has access to God in my way that I'm passionate in. And there are many other people who don't agree with my tarot, with me doing tarot or oracle cards. Like my mother, for example, I know she doesn't agree with this. She, she, but, she, but the thing is, she still tells me that I have a gift of speaking and of singing. And that is all I need to hear from, that is all I need to know from her is that she knows that I have that gift of singing and of speaking to people and to getting my feelings out there and my truth out there. 
Let me pause for a moment. <laughs> All right, you guys, I know um, I was trying to make this episode an hour, um, but I think it's only going to be like 50 something minutes. But overall, what I'm trying to tell you is that to read the the my point is that I'm trying to say is that what is your version of the high priestess? What is your version of the hierophant? Like within yourself? Because me, I know that I am exotic priestess. That is me, exotic priestess. And not because I like to, um, you know, <laughs> not because I like to do pole dancing here or there. Like, I love me some pole dancing. But, like, I'm exotic priestess because, to me, the word exotic means different. It means out there. It means individuality, like, is is exotic i'm i'm in i'm very individual i'm an individual being we're all individuals but that's me and in in my version of being the high priestess is to know that what i'm saying and what i spit out and what i share will help you it will help you I pray that it will help you. Okay, let me sip some of my coffee. <laughs> oh, all right, you guys. So I'm going to go ahead and end this episode um, of this, uh, what is it entitled? Major or Minor Arcana, Arcana Identity. And um, and if you want to look at, um, you know, the meanings of tarot cards, you know, there are so many websites out there that interpret tarot cards and um, and you may see, you know, certain cards or certain um, tarot identities out there that you identify as. And I'm not trying to say just kind of like focus on that. I, you know, focus on being that type of card. But, you know, you know, to me, it helps me like looking at my cards like they help me looking at, you know, what I who I can embody like in this human form. <laughs> help me. I want to be that person that, you know, that person that has that spiritual knowledge that you can come to or that you can share other stuff with me on the serious note. But um, I'm going to go ahead and end this episode. <laughs> I'm going to end this episode. And um, the reason why I made this one the day after the day after my first episode is because there, this is the second part. But I, I want to do these podcasts once a week. I don't know exactly what days out of the week. They might be random, but they will be every week. So you can continue to tune in to Exotic Priestess Podcast. Um, if you want to 
receive a tarot reading, a private reading, go to my page on Facebook, Exotic Priestess Tarot, and you can message me. Um, or you can message me through um, my Instagram page, Exotic Priestess, and we can schedule a reading, um, a, pri a private personal reading. Um, but yes, um, I love you guys. I'm going to go ahead and end this. And you guys have a wonderful rest of the day. Chill out. And I love you.